there's a movement that has already gotten started. We already a part of it. Just God is moving us in the movement due to it being our time as a generation. The movement got started with Abraham being obedient to leave. And God had him to be a father of many nations. Do you understand? Every nation that exists, he's a father of. And I realize, before I go any further, I go to God a lot about your time. Because he used me to do so much, say so much. And I know you guys are saying things too and doing so many other things. And I'm like, Father, you know, I could do it tomorrow. God say, they will come on when they are able to come in here. It's all good. Just keep being used. Because I think about you guys all the time. Father, am I giving too much? There's no such thing as too much of me. I want them to have all of me. I want you to stay in all of me. In other words, don't even ask that. When you're called to give a speech, that speech is not just for one time. That speech is for multiple times. It's for your entire time being here in the earth. God just having you to release when he have you to release. How you give your speech. Your speech may be in you're doing something different. It may not be verbal. It may be nonverbal. But it's a speech. It's a love speech. I want you to hear these words right now. Because the last episode had me on my knees. Someone asked me, you coming back to Africa? Give me a second, please. I'm on the floor here. Just like you were when you were here. <laughs> and, in other words, and, when you coming? So we can let you know what the calendar looks like. It's been 10 years we have seen you in person. When you come back? It's going to be a lot different this time because now they're driving. <laughs> they have different homes, businesses, unto the glory of God and ministry. And they give back the church. Guess what? God blessed the entire village, the entire area. The kids, they couldn't go to school. It cost them too much money. There was no such thing as child care. <laughs> no such thing as financial aid. But guess what? God became everything they were seeking him to do. They go to college. They go to school. They got jobs. Women marrying outside of a tradition. That means they're not being bought with cattle to go live with a stranger who beats on them. Oh, there's no more beating. Mm-mm-mm. God used me to go there and change the entire law. That law was for all the laws. And it was nothing but releasing fruit. Because with fruit, there are none. See? You know that God is bringing people to a nation because that's a way he's going to connect every nation as one. That's going to be very interesting. Even when it comes to the testimony of Babel. 
They were babbling, so God caused a division of their speech. That's how all the languages got. You understand? The way they were. That's how they became. Gotten so, you know, confused that we didn't know what each other was saying. Because we were saying the wrong things concerning God. Trying to build something to get closer to heaven where we have access to heaven because we have access to God. We weren't thinking. There was nothing but the devil trying to get himself back in heaven by using us. For real, for real. But look how it worked itself out for our good because we didn't know what each other was saying. But we went around and looked for those who spoke like us and we went to those places. And there goes North America, South America. There goes, you understand, Europe, Asia, Africa, Antarctica. There goes different cities. There goes different nationalities. There goes a difference. And God, the thing is, God was just showing them about their difference. Even though they still talk the same and worship God the same, but just still different. It's boring to watch you look like her. You teach like her. Don't mimic what she's doing. Don't mimic what he's doing. Don't let your marriage look like them. Don't you even dress like her. It's going to look rehearsed. It's going to look like it's not you. Because it don't even look right if it's not you. Not me. God wants us to be a leader. That means we have to be the one to set boundaries. We can't be so quick to pass someone a tie rope around our neck and, and just pull us where they want us to go and do what they want us to do. And because we love, we do it. If God said no, then it must be no. If God says yes, then it must be yes. How many times you say yes to someone who said no to you? Because you were the one that should have listened to what God said to you like they did. But we get upset. I look out for you. You don't look out for me. No, they're listening to what God's saying. And they expect you to do the same thing. You know, God connecting every nation to be one nation under God. And a lot of times we're not seeing what God is doing because we're looking at how the world is doing it. And it's taking the attention off of God. We have to see God in everything that's happening in this world. Even though we're not of this world. It didn't look like it was a good move what Biden did. Regarding bringing people here. Giving them jobs. Giving them credit cards. But guess what? I wasn't on that side looking in. So I can't say what should have happened. What shouldn't have. But what I do know is that. When the glory of God came up on me today, God said, you're covered in majesty. You're clothed today. That means something powerful happened to me. When I begin to see and think in a way I never did before, God is blowing my mind. Blowing your mind. God knows exactly what he's doing. He's gathering people here. He's bringing people here. Why? Because these laws here are the only laws that are for this country. No other country have the laws like this. No other nation has it the way we do. That's why many say you guys are spoiled. You guys can do anything. 
Because we all can do all things. That's why God having us to gather here and gain what he have here. And we begin to connect here. And then every nation be as one. No matter where we are. Not saying everybody coming to America. No, it's not going to stay America. It's not going to stay Africa. It's just going to be one nation. I'm trying to tell you. God is bringing it back to how it was. It was just one nation. And God using our love language to bring us back. Because the language that wasn't of love caused us to separate. We began to speak against what God was doing. There go babble. That's what it sounds like when we don't speak like God, we're babbling. And we're thinking, oh, they're getting over, they're doing this. God put it in that man's heart to do that. How do you think the Egyptians felt when God used Moses to let all them go? Thousands of Israelites, excuse me, millions of Israelites left. They was like, what are you doing, uh, Ramses? I got to let them go. You know what I mean? He's saying to Biden, what are you doing? Are you too old to understand? I got to let them come. See, you got to see God in everything. We got to calm down. Got to calm down so we can receive what God wants to say. People come here, receive the resources, and go back home and change their way of living. See, some people are so stubborn. Even if I sit in United Nations meeting, there are many kings, you know, or many, you know, rulers or many presidents going to say, I'm not agreeing with that for my country. I don't care what you say, lady. So what about love with your loving self? I don't care about that. Some only care about themselves. I've been somewhere to a president who was overweight and eating everything and living so well. And people voted for him who's hungry and thirsty and have nothing to wear. Oh, how selfish that was. Do you know how selfish it really is that presidents can make a change and those in the office can make a change for the people if they wanted to, but they just choose not to? Look at Ramses II. That's Pharaoh. We know him as Pharaoh. I'm going to stick a little bit with Egypt today. Look how that happened. He let them go through all those plagues, seven plus plagues. Why? Because he was just being that stubborn. And guess what? Before God released the last plague, God sent Moses to tell him what the last plague was. The last plague is the most dangerous one. It's the most of them all. Every male First male would die, not just human, animal too. So it's going to be a lot of weeping here. So you must let them go. Ramses said, get out of here, Moses. I'm not agreeing with that. After he expressed all the other plagues, he allowed his anger to rob him of just allowing him to receive what Moses was saying. And his son would have been spared just like all the other firstborn males. But you know what's so interesting is that he was a firstborn male himself. Mm. God spared him because he used him to let them go. Mm -hmm. You understand? He took them people through all of that. His own nation, his own family, not just the Israelites. They didn't go through any other plagues. They were around it, but they weren't affected by it because they were the ones God was using as example, his holy people. Chosen generation. You're not going to do my children like this anymore. And the Bible, you know, right after Malachi, it says that God was silenced for 400 years. 
Can you ever imagine our father being silent for even four seconds? There's no way our God ever is quiet. Whoever said that, I don't care. It's a lie. Our father would never silence himself for us. He said, I will never leave nor forsaken. That's language right there. Just by being there. So you can imagine how the, the Egyptians felt. We're going through all this mess. Let him go, Ramses. No, I'm not. Even his family. His wives. Let him go, Ramses. No, I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, Ramses or his child, one of them, had a hundred children. They've been affected by it. So what? I'm not letting them go. You know what's so amazing about a wall being built up? It's nothing but, you know, history repeating itself. Now, I mean, the walls of Jericho, the walls of America. <laughs> what happened? They marched around and what happened? They came down. You think that can't happen again? Ooh, you better stop playing with God. You better stop playing with God. It don't matter how much you money you invest in putting the wall up. If God want that wall down, he's going. Matter of fact, it won't even probably stay up while you trying to build it up. It's going to crumble as you're trying to build Hallelujah. God is connecting every nation as one nation of them all. One nation of them all. And you know, we think about in the Bible, you know, many say, well, how come God separated, you know, his people from other people? He never did that. That was the purpose. See, it looks like the Israelites were the only ones that God was there for. It's not that. That was just their religion in the old covenant as an Israelite. Just a child, a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's why God brought laws. And that's why God had, you know, Mosaic laws. That's why God had Levitical laws. That's why God had an atonement. That's why God had all the sacrifices. You know, that's why God had, you know, the Ark of God, which is the tabernacle of God. That's why God had a lot of priests. God had a lot of judges. They were over 10, 12, 13 judges. You can imagine how many kings. You got a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. Look how many prophets, minor, major. For people to come alongside the children of God and serve and worship him. But he had to keep his house in order from his children because they kept suing to forget to engage with those who they were should have been bringing in. But they were escaping out. It wasn't that God chose them by themselves and others weren't. It's just that others didn't want him as their God. That's why he had them to go in many places and land like Gaza. They're still doing it today. Ashdod, all these places, Philistines, all these places to go Egypt, Babylon, go these places and take over. Canaan, go take over. 
No one here going to say they don't want to serve me. And the worst thing we can do is worship a false god. See, back then they had statue as gods. See, today we have all kinds of things as gods. Anything that takes our attention, you know, off of him and put it more on us, it became a god, y'all. Some of us have food as a god. I got to have my food. Look, look. Don't play with my food. We spend more promoting and parading and praising food and the ingredients and the dishes than talking about God being the one providing us with the food. Think about all the food dishes that we put on social media. How many of us say, you know, God, I thank you, God, for blessing me with this food. It's very rare, you see. It's just that we, we're not thinking like that, but that's how God sees it. We're worshiping what we fixed. And we do it all the time. Look what I made. Look what I create. And not thank you, God, for blessing me with this food. Look what God blessed me to make, y'all. See, we leave him out of it. Look at my wife. Look at my husband. Look at my house. Thank you, God, for this house. Whoever go live and say, you know what? I want to give glory and honor to God because of this house. Matter of fact, y'all about to watch me to anoint this house. Come on. <laughs> Come on, someone. Do we ever see anybody cast demons out there? You better get the heck up out of here, Satan. We don't see all of that. No one shows that. Do us, I mean, do we, us as people, even testify? Would seem to be, you know, unappealing to each other, which actually is glorious unto God. God will use whoever wants to be an example, an example of, for him to be glorified. Just like that. You can't care about, you know, who don't show that they care for you. Because that type of care that you feel they don't have for you, that's the care he said cast at his feet. Because he care his love. He care his faithfulness unto you. That's the care that we got to care for. The passionate care. The heartfelt care. That I'm going to care the hell out of you. Come on, someone. And we do mean hell, literally. I'm going to love the hell out of you. I'm going to bless the hell out of you. Hell is the word for itself. It's a place that's cursed. It means what it means. That's all that means. It doesn't mean, oh, God showed favoritism to a group of people. No, he just had to spend more time investing in the people that supposed to be worshiping him so they could go out and get other people. But how can they get others when they got to keep addressing the body? Look how much he had to address the body. He had to create a cycle of discipline. Mm. And that lasts until Christ come back. Come on, someone. I realized if I just let Christ be Christ, I would see what it is to be Christ-like. If I get in the way of that, I'm not going to see. Because Christ is not Quenisha-like. Quenisha is Christ-like. We are one, but I'm like him. He's not like me. That's my identity in him. His is not in me.
We look like our father when we talk and walk and think and see as our father. So God brought all those people here because he's about to do something. Sometimes we complain like these things coming out of our pocket. All you take it from us, how can anyone ever take from you? You're a child of God too. See, there was a difference. See, there were a group of African kids on boats when Obama was in the house. And they, they came here and they told Obama to go send them back. So I started thinking, why did they do that? See, we don't know everything. We don't know what would have happened after that. Because it has nothing to do with race. It has everything to do with what God is doing. It's not that he didn't favor them. It's just that it may not have been the time for that yet. Maybe what they're carrying is just not yet for that. And we keep thinking because what I got inside is good. It's time to come out. Not yet sometimes. Because some people rather come to take than come to give. What I can say about the Hispanic race is that God is making an example out of that, that culture naturally. Why? Because they really understand family. They really understand. I and you never seen another, you know, nationality that get along, not even go along, not even go along half of the I mean, not even get along half of the time, but go along and be with family. Every time you see a Spanish person somewhere, it's more. The whole family tree shows up. Everybody get along. Everybody know what it is to go along. They don't really care about materials. They just care about what's important. Family. I'll take any job. I'll take any car for my what? Family. We're like, we can't even live together. Why is that? That's a problem. I don't want to live with you. It's not that you have to, but the thing is, if it was to be that way, can we all get along under one roof? No. Can't even get along while we under our own roofs. Let alone be under one roof. Yeah, right. God is using them to make an example out of us. Gotta watch what God is doing. You know, I realize each culture has uniqueness in it. Hispanics are very good with family. Togetherness. They're good with compromising. No matter what type of job, no matter what hours, they'll do anything. Anytime. They don't care. Holidays. They don't care. That's why many of them have the biggest homes because it's like 10 of them paying mortgage. So it's like, what, 150 each? 150 for a 10-bedroom house? Of course. And we're looking like they're crazy and laughing at them? 
Why did God have him to come here and get free money, free jobs, and free place to stay without being a legal citizen? You better hear that. That's a mighty act. That's a miracle. You didn't have what it take to be a citizen, and yet you came here as one. It was like, it's not even no point of even needing a green card anymore. I think God is taking those away too. Because none of them had one. And yet they get jobs without a green card? They don't make sense, right? Do we see God in it at all? Maybe that's what God wanted all along. Take away the restrictions and you go out and have fun wherever you want to go. Because the thing is, that's why many of us don't like different nations now. Because we think or we feel that they are better than ours. Oh, you like, you're better. Oh, you have more money or education, you're better. Oh, you from this place, you're better. Oh, you think you're better. No, we all in this together. Hallelujah. We're kicking the devil's tail. He thought that we were going to stay divided with the Bible. And God used language to bring us back. Heavenly language. <laughs> Our heavenly language brings us back. Our earthly language divided us. You understand? I realized that Asian culture, they are very creative. Asians, they sit together and they just create all kinds of things. When I grew up, everything I looked on the tag, made in China, made in, my dolls, made in China, my comforters, made in China, my shoes, made in China, my bedroom set, made in China, TV, made in China. Everything was from China. I'm like, do they sit around and just make things and manufacturing companies all day? A lot of them do. Some of them thinking about 2050 right now. <laughs> It's like, look what we can give you guys. Just got to lift them up because a lot of them don't serve our God, but they created as our father, as a creator. Look at that. Uh, was it Timu or Shine? Look at the websites. Look at that stuff. Are you kidding me? That stuff is brilliant. I can't believe some of the clothes. Like, yeah. Look at that outfit. <laughs> look at that invention. Y'all have a little small washing machine that you can put on your, you know, Lord desktop, you know, desk, you can wash, you know, a couple of things while you're watching TV in front of you, the washing thing in front of you, I'm, come on with that, y'all sit and think all day of what to make next, and a lot of them do, everything smart TV, smart screen, smart, come from Asia, brilliant, and when it comes to God is using me to say each nationality and each you know nation, what is it good for? Even when it comes to the Middle Eastern area, like Afghanistan, Greek, Europe, Rome, what are they good at? They good at, you know, what is it? Uh, engineering. They know how to build things with their hands. A lot of the, you know, statues been built by them. Every military weapon in America was from where they are. Even when it comes to, you know, the submarines and, you know, things underwater to protect the water and from things coming in, missiles and all these things, they create that stuff. They can put together an airplane with their bare hands. They're engineers. They're brilliant. 
They just gone mad. They making more weapons now than anything. They could make a bomb out of a safety pen. You know, Russians have more sense of, you know, character. We're not going to lose sight of being an animal. We're not going to run wild. That's why everyone in Russia dressed the same, looked the same. Same hairstyle. They don't wear makeup. They don't really wear colors. They feel like they're not going to run wild. They like to be in order. They have a lot of, you go to a person home in Russia, everything is where it, oh goodness, it's too neat. Like, come on, move this chair around, Jesus. So what God is doing is averaging all of it around by having some of them here, some of them there, some of them everywhere. Some of you, some of you and your family here, they're everywhere. When it comes to, you know, the islands, I noticed through observation, they have a lot of style. A lot of style, a style with food, a style with, you know, friendship, togetherness, family, a lot of style with togetherness. Let's stay right there. So many things have happened, whether it was, you know, weather wise or whether it was civil war wise or all kinds of battle and conflict or education, whatever it was a lack of or trouble or violence that come there or form of weather that was disastrous. It caused them to stay together because they all can relate to going through that together. Look how the COVID brought all of us together like that. Now we're more understanding because we all were affected by it. That's their lifestyle. And we can't even, we can't even stand doing a COVID. And honestly, I'm not saying the word COVID, but many of them had to live in a lifestyle in sort of a way, sort of speaking like that, period. They have a very loud voice in the islands. I know this, that. It's like, we may be on the island, Maybe surrounded by water, maybe from a small place, but we have a big heart. <laughs> they would say, like, we have a big heart. <laughs> Trust me, that's my anointing to know the entire middle round. I have to know. God, tell me about every place. That's why I speak so much. It's going to everyone. One thing about the honest, they can't stand for someone to think that they're better. You're not going to come here and take nothing we work hard for. Woo. You understand? Have a lot of flavor, a lot of togetherness, a very big heart from a very small island. They know what it's like to get along and go along. But you, what you have to do is never allow what you've been through could cause you and have you to forget where you're from. Mm-hmm. Too many people, too many places I've been, people want to forget where they're from. Don't want nobody to know what it was like for them. So they want to dress up their own lives and look like a sellout for real, for real. And not even aware you already sold out for the kingdom. Don't forget you have one shirt. Don't forget you may have, you had holes in your socks. 
Don't forget, you were waiting to eat. And sometimes we gotten mad as we get older about how it was, but that's what caused us to be who we are. Woo. They probably say, have you been to the almonds before? You know a lot. It's Holy Spirit. Don't forget. Don't forget where you come from. Don't forget that the struggle that we had endured caused us to know how good God is. Many of us everywhere, not just in the islands, many of us everywhere want to forget where we're from. I mean, people everywhere. There are Americans who want to forget where they're from. I hate how I grew up. Leave me alone. I'm going to be with my white friends and speak white. Ha, ha, ha. Sit down. Fa, fa, fa. Jesus. La, la, la. <laughs> dumb, dumb, dumb. You understand? You ever seen somebody black want to be white? Somebody white want to be black? Somebody Hawaiian want to be American? Just want to be you. And don't forget where you're from. Don't forget where you're from. Don't forget where you're from. You're from the kingdom, but God brought you here. You grew up in this place. Why did God have you to grow up in that state or that island, that region, that Amazon? Doesn't matter. Why? Oh, it was like this. It was like that. But look what it had brought you. Come on now. Are you giving back? It don't make sense how someone from somewhere else can give back beside you more than you in your own place. All right. That's why it's not behavior based. Look at Rihanna. Where's she from? What, Trinidad or something? She has sold so much. Number one person who sold that much money to her own island. Where's she from? Barbados. Thank you, Father. You understand? Hallelujah. See, when you have a heart to give, you see God's heart concerning you. It's not being ashamed where you come from. It's not, oh, let me live somewhere else. I am not going to live where I want. No one's saying you have to. I lift up every island, Hawaii, everywhere. I come against any form of weather that's disastrous. A lot of times the weather wants to act up because you're surrounded by bodies of water. A lot to do with, you understand, the northern, southern hemisphere and all of that. You know, I'm not getting scientific. I'm not even speaking nothing like that right now. But I am going to release the atmosphere of grace upon you when it comes to your education. That's why many people go above and beyond to learn because they have to go through a lot to get it. Come on, someone. That's one thing about America. We had everything handed. We didn't have to really pay for nothing. And God has had it to be for every nation. Come on over here. You know, uh, just, it's not about leaving where you're from. Whatever you can get when God used you to go, you go get it. And do whatever he tell you to do with it. Do everything God leads you to do. Because I really believe in my spirit that God led all them people to that borderline. Every single time to Texas. Here we are. And the governor in Texas is sending them all the way to New York. They sent them to D.C. Huh, go. I can't handle all these people here. They had them sitting there on the curb. They waited for hours. You understand? 
If it wasn't what God wanted, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened. And sometimes it looked like, okay, we got this. We came this far. We gotten this far. Looked like we about to get stopped right now. That's how they felt. Okay, we at the line. We went to the line, guys. We crossed the line. But no one's picking us up. We don't know where to go. We don't know nothing. We don't even know English. But we know how to understand, you know, body language. And now they hear eating at jobs. We have to stop being so selfish. You know, we don't like when someone think that the money coming from them when they come to us. We got to think that way, that way about everybody too. Same goes for me. I didn't understand it at first. But I lean not to an earthly understanding forever. And I thank God for what he's doing everywhere. See, let me tell you, when I was in Africa, I'm going to tell you what happens a lot. And over the entire country itself, didn't just go to Kenya, didn't just go to Nairobi. Sorry, on Congo. Ghana. Guyana. Liberia. Tanzania. It was all in one trip. Ethiopia. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Everyone there had the same demeanor. You know what it is? What can I get out of you? What can you do for me? What can you do for me? No, it's not what I can do. It's what God can do for you. If you notice, that's why it's broadcast so much starvation and that's why they always show how it looked over there, the so into this and so into that. But when you go over there, it's a big exaggeration. But there are places, many of them, who don't even have water, food, shelter. But the purpose is not for them to beg you for it. It's for them to look at God to give it. That's why many want to get over. Well, can you send this? Oh, we're very hungry. And many of us feel sorry and we connect. And guess what? We don't tell everybody that we only friends because we keep giving to them for those who do. Come on. I've been there. I know about every nation. They have to have, they have, to have people to stop feeling sorry for them. See, that's why God had those children to go back because their purpose was to try to make you feel sorry for them. That's why they brought all the kids on the boats and there was no adults with them. See? You can't receive blessings out of wanting someone to pity you. You can't be plotting on people for them to pity you. We're starving. First thing, they could go a whole year talking about how good God is. There goes the motive. Yeah. Today we're so starving, so hungry. 
You went a whole year inching and pinching to get to what you really want to say today. See, God looks at all that. That's where all the skips and schemes came from. I go back to when it was UPN 20. Feeding the children. Where was that at? Africa. Did they need it? Yes. Did they get it? No. Many used children to get their own. I had to go there myself, by myself, and let them know to stop doing that. There are There is a video, if you look on my page, go all the way down to 2014. Those are some children, there are about 50 children dancing with the uniforms on. And all of them are orphans. And I said, how do they become orphans, God? I even asked my host, well, their parents contracted AIDS. Why do they do that? They on purpose caught AIDS? They wanted AIDS on purpose? Yes, they did. Why do they do that? Because they felt like, they felt like we needed somewhere and someone to take care of our kids. We, could, we felt guilty. We didn't want to commit suicide, you know, so quickly. So we did it slowly by just contracting a virus to take us out slowly. And then we end up, you know, praying that someone take up our kids. What kind of strategy is that? That was said to me. The same day they planted a tree in my name there. Are you serious? You also see that on my page. It's a black and white dress. I was planting a tree. In the name of Jesus. And guess what? The tree of life. Now all those children. Guess what? They're adults now. In college. They own place. Jobs. Come on. Come on. Come on. In church. Knowing that they're not orphans. Because they have a heavenly father. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. See, you go and bring change. You don't go and feel sorry. I can go and build a school at your, you know, in your place. But guess what? If you feel torn down inside, you're going to tear that school up. I have to come and release what money can't buy. I have to release the fruits, and that's going to release and produce everything that comes with that. I have to bring God so you can have everything else that comes with him, basically. I'm telling you guys, feel so good. Been in so many witch towns, voodoo towns. It's like I got to calm down when I get around one. I get too excited. Hey! Okay, calm down, calm down. I chase one away and say, okay, I'm sorry. I went to, okay, God, I'm going to calm down. I got so excited. Hey, how are you? <laughs> you understand? Running in front of from what? Scared what? So I got to calm down because I'm not in Mortal Kombat. You know, I can't be, you know, like, what's her name? Uh, Melina in Mortal Kombat. I can't be like them that we used to see the dragon and all them. I can't be like WWF when the Y. Can't be like it's the smackdown. You can't do that. You understand? You got to get the demon out of them. You can't smack them and the demon still be in there. He ain't put no hands on nobody. Can't be no power ranger. It's morphing time. You understand? In these streets. You understand? Many of us look like that out here. Some people are like, man, it's real out here. I don't hear no sound like this. Who out here wants some? Who wants some? I Meaning it was like Debo out here. Who wants some? Who wants some of Holy Ghost? Who wants some? Oh my God. <laughs> Calm down, dude. My God. Who wants some? Playing with this? 
Don't even go to sleep. Just tight as a, you know, just tight as a brick. <laughs> who wants some? Who wants some of this? Hallelujah. For real, man. Gotta calm down. <laughs> you can't tell nobody who don't want to calm down to calm down. I ain't calming down, man. See what's going on here? A revolution. Forget evolution. <laughs> We're in a revolution. All right. Calm down, man. It's not it is. It serves to me. It serves to me. <laughs> okay. I'm tired of seeing it all. I don't really talk much. You understand? I connected with some Asians. They said, wow. You will see it on my page as well. They got on white shirts with a red X. I didn't know what that was about. They just, I forgot what they said. It was, you know, being marked by God. That's why I was red for the blood. And I have a post that says, you know, United We Stand. They said, wow, where's your crew? You know, it's about 15 of them. They said, where's your crew? I'm like, you know, I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> no, where's your crew? <laughs> you know, the people that comes out with you, you know, they do the mission. Right here. Oh, is this you? Yeah, it's just me. That's the thing that get people all the time. Where is, you know, your, the people with you? Oh, you come by yourself? Yeah, by myself. Wow. That's what gets them every time. Every time I go somewhere. Who are you with? I just, just, I just me. You know, and it's not just me, but, you know, I'm here. I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Present. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> take it or leave it. <laughs> no, we're going to take this. Anytime you can go by yourself. See, God could have sent anybody to go with me. I had to tell, you know, spiritual sisters in my church home when I first started. Hold on, Q. You're going by yourself. That may not be a good idea. But is God telling you this? Yes. Well, go ahead then. Go. I got prayed for. I came back. They were like, wow, you actually did this. Yeah. I have to. I have to stir myself up so much. Sometimes I'm not even hungry when I go places naturally. It's not going to always be just me. But God is showing me how he can just use us right where we are. Why would I wait for somebody to come in order to do what he want to do right now? Many of us wait to do things when we get married. No, I'm doing it now. That come when it come. But I can't be like, you know what? All right, you know, whatever, you, you know. You can't look at it like that. You got to be, you know, okay, when it comes, okay. Because I'm like, I'm on a mission now. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm fired up. <laughs> yeah. You ain't no shutting me up. It's real out here, man. So, you know, now I'm like that man. Yeah, man. It's a, you know, revolution. <laughs> People are laughing at me from out there like that. I'm playing out here, man. It's real out here. <laughs> you understand? I'm just not scared to go anywhere. I can reach anybody anyway. You want to be on a bench, you know, shooting up drugs? Hey, how you doing? You know, I just, just want to come in as a five minutes and say, you know what? Whatever Holy Spirit needs me to say, I can't even give you no example. Because I don't know what Holy Spirit wants to say to that person. But it's always going to reach them where they are. Whether it's just saying, thank you, you're welcome. They're not going to forget that. Hallelujah. My son come home, three minutes. I'm about to start cooking dinner immediately. So this is my time for now. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Mwah! I love you guys very, very much. I'm excited my son coming home. I'm a better mother today. I'm ready to do stuff with him more than I ever done before. I'm excited. I'm going to do his hair in a different style. He got the blue. 
I got some rubber band soup. I'm going to you know, twist it up a little bit. Watch a movie like we normally do. We're going to enjoy each other's company. I made a cake for him. Go over his homework. Pray with him. Let him know you are somebody. You are better today than yesterday, son. I don't got to talk to the infants like that. Hey, you are somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You understand? I don't care. Pour into people. Pour into those kids. You are important. They receive it. Because those seeds of life and godliness. Those kids never forget Miss Quenisha, I'll tell you that. I became a Mrs. Quenisha, not, you know, I was, go I was going to say Mrs. like a Miss Joe Clark, but that's him. God used me to do that with younger ones, yeah, much younger ones. Even ones I had an aftercare, they would never forget Miss Quenisha. And what's so amazing, I remember a lot of names. I thank God for what he's doing in our lives. Sometimes you got to speak up for what you believe is right. And what I mean by that, sometimes God will have you not to. He will have it to be spoken in a different way. But I'm closing this off, but not ending it. Because it's never ended. It's finished work. But just enjoy this episode. This is step five, grace. Enjoy every step today. It's step one through five. I love you. God bless you. My son will call less than 50 seconds. Matter of fact, that's him on the phone right now. I want you guys to hear. Uh, there it is. So let me call my son back. I love you guys.